Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Matt Bovey from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Well, it got to 20 to three Baltimore. You were probably pretty annoyed, pretty frustrated. And then the bills erased a 17 point deficit and won their third game of the season. 23, 20, the final. I am Matt Bovey with channel seven here in Buffalo joined as always with my co-host Sal Capaccio, Bill sideline reporter and beat reporter for WGR Sal, man, what a roller coaster of emotions that game was, huh? No doubt about it. It was pretty amazing being a part of it on the sidelines. Pretty intense down there. Lots of Bills fans in Baltimore. I'm already back home uh, as we do this on Sunday night. I fly on the team charter. And last week, just the juxtaposition, I mean, my eight-year-old son basically cried himself to sleep. And then tonight, he's going crazy. Then he told me that when they were down, he didn't want to watch, so he cleaned his room. So you know what, Matt? I'm thinking maybe the Bills should just be down all the time so he gets his room clean, and then they come back and win, and everybody's happy. Well, I remember growing up in Western New York, my dad used to tell me that when he would get nervous watching Bill's games, he would take all of the laundry from the laundry room and put it in a big pile in the living room. <laughs> and he would iron his clothes for the week standing there because he had so much like nervous energy that he just needed to do something with. Yes. So I, I don't think Max and my father are alone with kind of that, like having to get something done and trying to be productive while also dealing with the anxiety that comes with the Bill's game. Well, it was a lot of anxiety for sure for Bills fans, but can we finally put to rest the close one score game thing? I mean, that's one of the things that I thought about immediately after the game. And I know it was been a talking point and, and it has to be right. I mean, there were zero and seven in one score games, but we can finally put that to bed. As I said to you last week here, I think taken as a whole, it's a talking point. It's something you have to recognize. I think taking into taken individually, there's all different reasons why each of those games didn't go their way. Well, this one went their way. It was a heck of a comeback. Matt, I did the research. It was tied for the ninth largest comeback in franchise history. Uh, they had eight comebacks of 18 points or more in a whole bunch, uh, several of them, 17 points. And it, that's exactly what they had in this one down 20 to three. I would say to me, you tell me if you agree with this, the turning point in the game was the final drive of the first half punched in by Josh Allen. It just felt everything calmed down after that for the bills. 
Yeah. And I think that there are two really big plays that stand out to me. And that's the first one. It's the Isaiah McKenzie touchdown at the end of the first half that makes it a 20 to 10 game. And when you go into halftime, only down 10 in a game, when you really have no business even being around in, I think that gave the bills a little extra juice. And that made them realize like, okay, we have some life here. And then the other play, and we'll talk about this more later the second Jordan Poyer interception changed everything for me. And I think it changed everything for the script of the game. I thought like a lot of people probably did. It was second and goal from the two. And you're like, okay, well, they're just going to get it's it's honestly how I felt about the bills last week in Miami. When they got down to second and goal at the two, I was like, okay, they're just going to, I'm just assuming touchdown at this point. And then the Jordan Poyer pick happens. And then at that point, right when they get the ball back, I'm like, they're going, they're going to score. I didn't really have any doubts that they were going to go down the field and score. And as we find out, they did. So a really impressive response, given the way they started the game. That does not mean that this was perfect. There are certainly concerns that we need to talk about. But overall, I think the Ravens are, like the Dolphins, a pretty good team. I think they're going to be a playoff team. It was on the road. The conditions weren't great. And they did enough to get a win, which I think is very important. Yeah, we can discuss the big picture of this, but it was an AFC game. It's on the road, so obviously it has major implications. Let's um, let's walk through the game kind of chronologically, if we will. I would tell you that I think, Matt, the, fir- the first part of this game, early Josh Allen was maybe some of the worst Josh Allen we've seen. Early offense for the Bills, up until the two-minute warning, essentially, of the first half, was maybe the worst offensive performance we've seen from this team in a long time. Why did this happen? I don't know. Pressing? Um, were they trying to just maybe go out there and make, some, make prove a statement and say something about after that Miami game last week? And they were, you know, it, it just, like I said, pressing, I guess. I, I don't know the reason, but to me, it was some of the worst offense I've seen from this team in a long time. Yeah, he threw, Josh, more balls that probably could have been intercepted or should have been intercepted than completions at one point. And yeah. it really, even the first completion that he had of the game, I think was the pass to Diggs. It was a really nice catch by Diggs up the seam. I think it was like third and seven, third and eight. And that ultimately kind of got them into Ravens territory and they eventually kicked a field goal to make it seven and three right off the bat. But Honestly, the entire first drive, the entire second drive, and then most of the first half, they just didn't look sharp until they got the ball back for the last drive of the first half. And that's when they turned it on. I don't know specifically what it was. I don't know if the pressure was getting to them a little bit. I don't know if the secondary was doing some stuff to disguise what they were doing and he was getting confused or what exactly happened. There were also a lot of drops. Drops are a weird finicky thing because some people grade them different than other people do. But off the top of my head, I can think of at least one Jamison Crowder drop. I can think of multiple Gabe Davis drops. I can think of a Stefan Diggs drop. That would have been a touchdown. They scored a couple of plays later, so it doesn't really matter. I can think of a Devin Singletary James drop. Cook. I can think of a James cook drop. I mean, we just said like six drops yeah. and it was, I mean, you're the better person to ask this because I'm up in the press box. It was raining. But it didn't seem like it was ever a monsoon. No, it wasn't. But I think the issue is sometimes this is where I would say, hey, I, I don't know. Josh has sometimes one speed. Now he's known to have more than one speed. He can tone it down. But he was wired, I think, in this game. He was amped. He was ready to go. And he was firing it. And in that those conditions, Matt, you got to slow it down a little bit. You can't just fire the ball. It's a little too slick. I think some of those drops, a couple of them came because Josh was firing the ball in those slick conditions. And... You know, you have to know to give yourself, your guys a chance to catch the ball. Uh, he has the arm to go through the wind and the rain, and we know that. 
but you got to be able to catch it on the other end. So I think that's part of it. It was not a monsoon. It was wet. It didn't rain a lot of the game, but when it did, it was pretty steady. But honestly, I think it was more just because Josh was kind of throwing the heater out there and these guys couldn't catch it. Now, during the game, during the first part of the game, they have this horrible start to, to the offensive side on defense. I'm not saying I give them a pass because they gave up some plays and some yards, but they were just put in a tough spot. I think throughout the entire first half, I think once the offense started to calm down and do what they were supposed to do, it also in a way calmed down the defense because they were allowed to kind of start the Ravens off in a normal position instead of giving them the ball and being down. I think the defense specifically, and it's something we have heard about this team for a long time for the last several years, but we haven't really used the phrase this year for so long. The bills defense was so good because of the whole bend, but don't break mentality. And that's the exact thing of what we saw today, especially on that drive where the Ravens went 93 yards, I think to get down to the position where they were second and goal from the two. And then Matt Milano explodes a play and tackles. I believe it was Dobbins in the backfield for like a three yard loss. Then they stop Lamar on a QB scramble up the middle to make it fourth and goal from the two. And then they force the interception to Poyer. That could have very, very easily been a seven point Ravens lead, but instead it was a tie game with the bills having the ball at the 20 yard line. What's your take on that, by the way, because I know a lot of Ravens fans are really upset that they didn't kick the field goal. I I think I would have done the same thing. I think I would have went for it. I think you're nuts. I think it was really the worst decision ever. How do, it's a tie game. Yeah. It's a tie game. You're try, all you have to do is kick the field goal to go up and you have about five minutes of time to defend, not, not even four minutes of change to defend uh-huh. and either a you know, sure they can go down and, and score a touchdown. I, I, I understand. I do understand one part of John Harbaugh's thinking, which I can get to, but it still didn't make any sense to me. I was when they went for it from the bills perspective, Matt, I was happy. I'm like, okay, this is your chance to stop them and get the ball back. If they kick a field goal, you're down. All you have to do is line up. Justin Tucker's going to drill it. You're going to be down. You're going to have to score. There's a lot of things that have to go in your way, your way, in your favor, in the rain to go down there and do that. I thought it was a horrible decision by John Harbaugh. So did Marcus Peters, by the way. Oh my gosh. That after was crazy. his coach when it was happening and yeah. then after his head coach at the end of it. Now, the one thing that I'll say about, you know, John Harbaugh and, we know he's aggressive. He's done these kinds of things before going for two in certain situations. I understand that he's facing Josh Allen. So mm-hmm. maybe he's thinking if I get a field goal here, Josh Allen's going to score a touchdown. But to me, that shows no faith whatsoever in a defense that actually had already held the bills to 20 points, even though that, you know, they were getting a little chewed up in the second half. I just thought it was a horrible decision. I'm sorry. I think that you, he deserves all the scoring he's getting from Ravens fans. So my counterpoint, and I very much understand what you're saying is, and we don't have to spend too much time on this because it really doesn't impact the bills that much. But my counterpoint is Lamar Jackson is your best player. And I feel like you should always want the ball in your best hands player, the hands of your best player and your defense this year has kind of sucked. Like today it was okay. But I don't think he trusts his defense. So when you're like, that says that you don't trust your defense, why should he trust his defense? They're not very good, like at all. Because they had a chance to take the lead with four minutes left. <laughs> yeah, but they had a chance. Yeah, but they had a chance to take a seven point lead with four minutes left. Or I mean, nothing. Can, yeah, but it's I mean an if easy three point lead by going for it. What's the chance of converting, right? It's it's a two it's a two point play. That's what it is. I mean, it's what 50-50. Two point plays are basically 50-50. I you're right. You should always put the ball in your best player's hands when you're in a situation that you need a play. They didn't need a play there. They needed points. They needed to take the lead. It wasn't that they were down. They were tied. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think it was horrible. I mean, I think the only thing I would have done 
I have no like firm. It was the right call. It was the wrong call. I think I would have played it differently if you knew you were going to go for it. Well, they they put the ball in Lamar's hands. They let him create, but there was nothing there. There was nothing there. Like, and also on that play, I believe Shaq Lawson got held the entire time. The bills got some very favorable calls in this matchup. So both teams did. There were some, a lot of missed calls. It was a really weird game. So it's not like that was the deciding factor, but yeah, no, it was a weird one. I would think that just like let Lamar run, let Lamar scramble and do crazy stuff because usually that works. I, I sit there at times I was watching this game and I'm sitting there and I'm going Lamar is scrambling for seven yards, eight yards, nine yards. And I just wonder, why do they do that every play? <laughs> like, I, like I know that like eventually the wow. defense makes adjustments, but even when the defense makes adjustments, it's hard. It's hard to keep that guy inside, you know, the pocket. Like he can, he is so dynamic. Well, we'll get to that in a minute and how they did that. I want to wrap up this segment on that play though. Still, because obviously the, po- the I, Poyer pick. Yeah. You and I differ yeah. a little bit on, you know, whether or not they should have done it. I'm very much all in on horrible decision, wrong call, take mm-hmm. the lead. You say, Hey, I can see both sides of it more more so. But what about the play by Jordan Poyer? Unreal. I mean, and and not only what a great interception. You have to obviously um, people understand this, but I'm just going to explain it again. It wasn't just that they stopped him on fourth down; it flipped 18 yards of field position. So Huge. the Bills, instead of being at their two yard line to start that drive, which I think was part of John Harbaugh's plan, right? 100. percent We don't get it. They're going to start the two. Now you start at the 20 yard line, only needing a field goal to win. That play by Jordan Poyer changed everything at the end of the game. And it was a second interception. All right, we'll take a uh, quick break and then let's talk about how they actually could or tried to stop Lamar Jackson. One name comes to mind.